0: Hearing those stories, sharing those stories on my podcast, and hoping it will inspire girls and women around the world. So, that's,
1: that's- amazing. I, I have four daughters, and so that means a lot to me
0: Aww, <laughs> because
1: that's the kind of messages that they need. Those are the kind of messages they need. It's awesome.
0: Beautiful. Wow. We have something in common. I'm from a family of four girls. Um so oh,
1: yeah. yeah, I have I have four sisters and two brothers and then oh, wow. I myself had had four daughters. So yeah, pretty cool. Lots of women surrounding us. Maybe that's what inspired your podcast. <laughs> so.
0: Welcome to the True Elegance Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bomea Kikuwe, also known as Dr. B. I'm Dr. B. Through solo episodes and guest sessions, we delve into the timeless qualities of style, grace and sophistication and uncover what makes you truly elegant. So sit back, relax, and let's get started on this empowering journey of becoming truly elegant. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the True Elegance podcast. I'm your host, Dr. B. And with me today is Camden, who is an ADHD coach, and she does um, amazing things working with women to be true to themselves. So welcome, Camden. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Beautiful. So um, in our series with the podcast, um, we've been looking at what makes one truly elegant? So beyond all the glam and glow and everything, <laughs> just looking at what exactly is true elegance, how does your inner beauty radiates to the outside, no matter who you are, no matter your profession, your age and whatever it is. And um, using this to inspire and mentor girls and women across the world to be true to themselves and celebrate the uniqueness that they carry. So I'll kick it off today by throwing this out to you um, for you to share with us. What is your perspective and what does true elegance mean to you?
1: Thank you. It's a great question. And I kind of, before we got on the call, I was kind of feeling into my body because like you mentioned, I'm an ADHD coach. Um, I myself have ADHD, um, which is a neurodevelopmental disorder, um, which just to give a little bit of a background often leads, uh, leaves us feeling, um, a little bit different, kind of like we're marching to a different beat than the rest of the neurotypical world. And so to direct, directly answer your question from my perspective, I think true elegance is honoring the rhythm that's within you and then allowing your external to be a mirror of that. And I think of maybe the opposite of elegant, (laughs) what we might think as maybe clumsy or tripping over everything or um, jarring, things like that. And when I think of being truly elegant with an ADHD brain, as a woman with ADHD, if I'm trying to be something on the outside that doesn't match my inner motion, I'm going to trip. <laughs> I'm going to fall. Oh. And so true, I think of like sound, honest, real. And so if we are sound and honest and real about the rhythm and the pace and the dance of who we are inside, then that will show on the outside and we won't trip. We will be much more quote unquote graceful, even if we might be a little bit rough around the edges, even if our dance and our rhythm might be different from the people next to us, it will look natural on us because that's our natural charisma. That's our natural, true elegance. Wow. I love it.
0: So moving to the honest and real sound of our rhythm. Thank you for sharing that. And, um, you know, I knew you were an ADHD coach, but somehow it just didn't occur to me that you yourself have gone through that experience and you're still going through it. Um, If you don't mind me asking, how long have you known to be, um, have ADHD? ADHD? Yeah.
1: Only about three years. So I'm, I'm 39 and I was diagnosed when I was 36. And at that time I had three little girls. And since then we've added our fourth and final (laughs) child daughter. And so, um, it was for me, honestly, it was a big relief when I found out I had ADHD. We, you know, just to like bring in that parallel again of this dance I just always felt like I was a couple steps off, or I was hearing a different soundtrack or, and so I was just constantly trying to keep the pace and the soundtrack of other people around me. I wouldn't say that I was untrue to myself. I still loved the things that I loved and I loved them wholeheartedly. And I had, um, parents that supported me beautifully growing up. I was very, very blessed, very fortunate um, to, to have that. And I, I recognize that. And there were many parts of me that I was like, what's going on. I I feel so different. I don't feel aligned. And, uh, that's, that is quite a bit of my story actually, especially my turning point story is getting that ADHD diagnosis as well as generalized anxiety and PTSD. And once I started to learn about myself through that lens, everything else fell away. All the expectations of other people fell away. And I could start to see my path in front of me so much more clearly uh, because I could accept my full self because now I finally knew who my full self was oh, right. and how she operated. Yeah.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. I pick from you, you know, that expectations from other people, um, expecting you to be this particular person that acts this way, that does things this way and says things this way. But um, knowing that diagnosis has helped you to know like, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to change like overnight. So um embracing who I am and you take me for who I am, or maybe you're not supposed to be part <laughs> exactly. of my journey at this time.
1: Is that how it feels? It totally feels that way. It's thank you for articulating that. Uh, I think as I get to know myself more, it makes it easier for other people to also accept me. Once again, when I was trying to be something else, my awkwardness, my stumbling, um, often though I was, you know, still Camden, still myself, um, it felt different to try and live in in a neurotypical society as a neurotypical, when I, when I have a different kind of brain and maybe I should define that neurotypical, just meaning, um, not, not neurodivergent. So usually what the gen more general population, um, things, and, and even, I would even take it a step further of saying more like North American society. So it's not a perfect word. Talk to the scientists, <laughs> talk to the scientist doctor. Okay. <laughs> but um that's the word that is being used right now okay. and so yeah I, I i do feel like as i have grown into who i fully am it's been really beautiful to give other people permission to do the same thing no matter who they are if they're like me or different than me that by getting to know me truly and acting upon that i'm i'm also helping other people to see wow maybe that's something that i can apply to my own life and progress Awesome. Awesome.
0: And that is so relevant these days because you know, um, we're hearing more about it. Many adults are being diagnosed with ADHD at mm-hmm. their older ages, um, unlike before when it was like a childhood diagnosis. Yeah. But now um there's so many adults that own it and they're like, oh, I have HDHD and Um, coping with it this way. And I know who I am and I know what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And somehow they've been able to live a normal, well, in their own world, normal life and function effectively, you know, whether as a coach or as a doctor or as a teacher, as a actor, actress, whatever it is, um, they're just so many folks out there now that are living and fulfilling their purpose, even with or without ADHD.
1: You got it right. It's been <laughs> so fun to get to know them over the years too. Yeah. Part of, because of my coaching, I I do, I get to know lots of people from all different walks of life and you're exactly right. I second what you say.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. So with that, how are you working with, um, you know, folks? Um, who are the type of people you work with um, in your coaching program? And, um, like how, how do, how do you get to meet them or how do they get to meet you?
1: Thank you. Um, we talk on zoom just like you and I are right now. Okay. That's how we do our client calls. I support a variety of people, the kind of, kind of ADHD coaching that I do mainly, or that I'm trained in is called causal coaching. And so we get down to the root of the problem. <clears throat> so let's say that maybe you feel like, you, you procrastinate too much, which many ADHDers do. They think, oh, I need a structure. I need a system to help me not procrastinate as much with uh, projects for work, for example, or doing the laundry. And so they come looking for ADHD coach to kind of put a band aid on that and say, whew, okay, that project's done. And um, now I can move on. But what we find Is that unless we get down to the root issue, those things are going to continue to surface over and over again. Procrastination doesn't go away just because the project's done or that week's load of laundry is done. Mm -hmm. So, excuse me, I work with people that want to get down to the root. And for example, that might be actually your understanding of rest. Maybe as a child, you were told, or you picked up different messages saying that if you rested, then you weren't as worthy of a person. And so we can start to uncover these stories and these beliefs that you have in order to help you recognize, oh, I have an ADHD brain. It's really difficult for me to prioritize um, or to slow down long enough to actually put things on my calendar. And I ha- I can support you with that. but if I support you with that first without getting down to the root cause of, Actually, what you need to do is start to work on your self-compassion and your understanding of rest. And that way you're not going to be buffering, doing all these different things. um, instead of resting all the while, this project isn't getting done. If that, if that's making, if I, if I said that clearly, so I work with parents, with kids with ADHD, parents who have ADHD, women entrepreneurs, I'm a social media and business coach for, um, small business owners. Um, mostly all women that I've worked with so far, a couple men, um, and yeah, those are, those are the main things. And then a general life coach for ADHD brains, where maybe we just really want to focus on getting down to the roots of of the problems.
0: Wow. Beautiful. (laughs) It almost sounds like all of us need that to an extent, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. We all have our stories. Yeah. And I think that there is power of causal coaching for all people. And it's really nice to have someone that understands the ADHD brain, um, to put, put on a different pair of glasses when we are approaching the causal coaching, because that lens is a little bit different. You Mm -hmm. know, we all have our, our schemas and our lifestyles, and we all have different shades of glasses that we need to put on in order to actually see the, the true situation. And ADHD is one of those. Wow.
0: Wow, I love that. And I love um, what you mentioned about getting to the root cause, because sometimes just putting the bandaid doesn't help because it's going to resurface again and then you're back to square one. So um, thanks for all the great work you're doing with um, the unique group. And also we can see it's reflecting in yourself how you're managing and handling your day to day.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I know you did share, you know, an experience um, regarding um, how you discovered your true elegance and everything. And I I don't know if you want to expand more on that. Was there like a significant experience or life transforming? (laughs) Yeah, there was. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Through the context of ADHD, I would love to add a few more details. Obviously, Mm -hmm. I think throughout our life in the different chapters, we have these life-changing moments, you know, these big moments that we can, we can, uh, go back in time and relive and say, Whoa, that's where things shifted. But in terms of ADHD, which is what we're kind of talking about and women with ADHD, um, the complexity of that diagnosis changed everything for me. And, um, let's just say I had been an entrepreneur for about a year and I completely burnt myself out. And I didn't know that what I was experiencing was burnout associated with not understanding my brain. And so there was a lot of rejection that I was feeling, which, um, it each year's we feel very, very deeply, almost physically, and it's really difficult. So there was rejection. There was a balance. There was a hyper focus of pretty much like working at 120% for 365 days. And my body, my physical body just said, uh, no. And this happens a lot with neurodivergence, especially with ADHD, um, because when it's rewarding work, it creates adrenaline, it creates dopamine, and it makes us think more clearly, but it's not sustainable. <laughs> so, right. Right. so I burnt out and um, was led to this diagnosis. And at that point I had this very heart um, driven desire and call. I almost feel like a calling to go onto social media and to start to tell my story. And that opened the world to me. This was right before COVID at least where COVID hit in the U S and, um, so this was about the fall of 2019. And so when, when COVID happened and you know, about spring of 2020, I had already gained some momentum on social media And then people were ready to hear it when 2020 rolled around and I showed up pretty much like I am right now. Mm -hmm. I would show up in my pajamas. I'd show up with no makeup on. I'd show up with my sleepy eyes on with my, or the opposite. And that's how I would show up on social media. And I think that once again, gave people permission in a way to be themselves, even if they didn't have ADHD, that social media Whereas it used to, or might be seen as like fake, you know, and not real because I was able to come to full acceptance of who I was. All of a sudden my confidence started to grow. And so that started to make itself known in a variety of different capacities too, which then led me to ADHD coaching.
0: Wow. That is so beautiful. Um, The confidence to be the true person that you are. And how has that journey been? It's
1: been very, I don't want to say that there haven't been ups and downs because that wouldn't be honest. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know how sometimes you're forced into growth and other times you choose the growth. Right. I think this was the perfect balance. Okay. Of that. If there is a perfect balance where I choose to put myself onto social media, I choose to tell my story and to educate about ADHD. I choose to talk about being a mom of four with this neurodevelopmental disorder. And some of the things that come at me are out of my control. And so it forces me to do a self-check and to coach myself and to Really figure out what's most important to me in my life. And that process, that give and take, that dance has really helped me grow into more of the person that I hope to become over time.
0: Wow. That is really deep. (laughs) And, um, you know, we all are growing into the person we want to become over time. And, thank you for sharing, you know, being true and showing up as yourself. And I'm sure it was definitely a blessing to all those people you came across during that time. And even up till now with everything you're doing, because um, we want to see real people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know
0: social media has been painted as being fake, but there's still some trueness and realness. We're out there, there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're bringing here today. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, could you share with us your top two to three tips of how to stay true to yourself? Um, finding your true elegance.
1: Yeah, I I think we probably hit on it today, <laughs> but I'm going to say full self acceptance, mm. is probably the top number one from my personal experience, accept yourself fully and wholly. So many times I, I get um, clients or I, to be honest, I hear from spouses of clients that have been diagnosed. So like their, their partner has been diagnosed with ADHD and they come and they tell me, I wish that they would just, you know, like accept themselves with this diagnosis, the way that you have, and it impedes growth. But when we fully accept ourself. When we find out what kind of dance, what kind of rhythm is inside of us. Oh, the road is so much smoother. We're not fighting against our body anymore. We're we're moving forward with it. So number one is full self-acceptance, all the positives, all the talents, all the gifts, as well as all the struggles and challenges. We are all mortal. (laughs) We are not immortal beings, you know, the full thing. And I, and then I think the second pairs with that and that's compassion, -compassion. Mm self-compassion and understanding that we are mortal and understanding with that full self-acceptance, it doesn't mean that we have to, um, feel bad about our mistakes. You know, I just did a podcast, the difference between shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think that they're the same thing, but in my mind, they're not. We don't want to be shameful and lower our worth. I talk about maybe like dipping a $100 bill in mud and then taking it up and, and comparing it with another $100 bill. They're still worth the same amount, right? Right. right. And it can be cleaned. And so shame tells us that our dirty $100 bill is now worth $50. Wow. And that's just not true. And guilt on the other hand, in my mind, this isn't like people guilting you, but when we feel like, Ooh. I feel like I did something wrong. The power is still in our hands to ask for forgiveness, to change, to accept ourselves with compassion and to move into forward action. I don't want you to sit in guilt and think, oh, I'm terrible. That's shame. But when we feel like, oh, that's not really a value I want to live with. And I can tell that I am a mortal person and I'm going to make mistakes. And that doesn't mean anything about my value. It just shows me where i might be able to improve right it shows me where my growth is so definitely full ownership number 1 and self compassion and love number 2 wow
0: those are so beautiful you know especially the part about self compassion um, because we sometimes we give more grace to others than we give to ourselves
1: <laughs> isn't that true
0: <laughs> like if someone does this you'll be like, oh, maybe they didn't mean to, or maybe it was just that moment. Boy, if it's you, you're like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that? I'm done and all that. Um, but, yeah. you know, giving ourselves the self-compassion and the same love and acceptance we give others will help us to move forward in finding our true self and finding our true elegance. And that will radiate to the outside, to the other people we live with, we work with, and we deal with on a daily basis. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I love the forward action piece because if you get stuck in guilt and shame, then it's so hard to move forward and do what you need to do. Wow. That is so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad it resonated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sharing your time with us today. Um, and I know, you know, ADHD is a medical diagnosis. Um, we can not touch on all that in this podcast today. <laughs> so if you're an ADHD um, diagnosed person or you feel some of the things that have been discussed today sounds like you or resonates with you, please speak with your uh, medical provider and check out Camden Services um, online and see... Even if it's just to follow her and learn from her and um, be a better version, a more truly elegant version of yourself, um, we'll definitely love it. Um, So we'll be wrapping up at this point. I'm just wondering if you have any closing remarks for the group.
1: Mm, Dr. B, just thank you so much for spreading awareness. This is a, a beautiful work that you're doing, honestly. And whether or not you have a busy brain like I do, um, you have official diagnosis of ADHD. There is something I think in each one of us that longs to know our full self. And there might be some things that maybe we've been covering up over time. And my invitation is to find a space where you feel safe to start to uncover those a little bit at a time. And even if you don't have ADHD, or if you do send me a DM (laughs) and let, let me, hold that space with you as you're uncovering that Um, we're stronger together than we are as individuals. Beautiful.
0: Yes, we are stronger together than we are as individuals. Thanks for sharing. And how can we stay in touch with you beyond the podcast today? Where can folks follow you?
1: Please do. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Camden, K-A-M-D-E-N underscore A D H D. And, uh, that's where I'm most active. So go there. I'm also on TikTok under the same name, but it's a little bit dif- more difficult to communicate <laughs> there, or you could always email me. My email is, uh, the ADH directory, ADHD directory at gmail.com.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And we'll be sure to include those in our show notes. It's been a pleasure hosting you today. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to be notified of every new episode. Leave a review and share this podcast with that elegant lady in your life. This is a space where we can come together to empower and inspire each other and leave feeling elevated and enlightened. See you in the next episode.